Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, Pete Mitchell here. You're about ready to listen to a very special episode of the Church Planner Podcast. This is actually a podcast that I did with Dave Negri. Uh, He and I do a podcast called Contractor Secret Weapon. Uh, It's all about marketing for independent contractors who really specialize in the housing industry. Uh, Dave is also an elder at his church. And uh, he and I have known each other for years and years, and we do lots of different stuff together. And this was such a powerful podcast that I approached Peyton and I asked him if I could play it here on the Church Planner podcast because I thought you, Church Planner, would benefit greatly from this particular episode. So I want you to sit back, relax, take all this in, and you'll hear at the end I've got a call to action for our contractors uh, for a special event that we've got coming up, and I've got a, a, a little, what I call a cheat sheet, uh, eight, uh, I should say, a, 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 a report on how to eight times your business profits. If you are a bivocational church planner and you are self-employed, I would highly recommend that you take advantage of the offer. I'll put it in the show notes and get a copy of this uh, guide that I've put together because it will help you in your business. So with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey this is Dave Negri with uh, Contractor Secret Weapon, your co-host today. Um, still nice, warm, and sunny in Florida. And, and uh, warm, sunny in Southern California. And this, of course, is uh, Pete Mitchell, your other co-host of the Contractor Secret Weapon. I know I was talking to a guy today. I I have a guy in Wisconsin. His business shut down six weeks early because it's colder than crazy up there right now. Really? Yeah. 
So he has con he has a concrete business, tearing up driveways and stuff, and he's been going like crazy, gangbusters. And I he texted me today. We usually meet. We were meeting tonight, and he goes, "My business just shut down. Boom! So stinking cold, we can't work." I've heard of cold weather. I haven't actually seen any myself. I, well, I'm going to find out. I got to go to Connecticut tomorrow. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Where are you, you're going to Connecticut for? What kind of trip? Just a family trip, or? Yeah, I'm going to visit some family we haven't seen in a while. So. Nice. Yeah, my brother lives up there, and uh, Valerie's brother lives close. So we'll get to see them both, which will be fun. Nice. Nice. Well, if you're you're tuning into the Contractor Secret Weapon podcast, this is actually the uh, the first one that Dave and I have done that we are recording the video. So we're going to see how this turns out. We've never actually done the video, and well, I guess you and I we did that podcast on Skype not that long ago, or maybe it was Zoom. I can't remember. Yeah, but we didn't record the video, but we did, yeah we didn't record the video. So I almost yeah. feel like it's been forever since I've actually seen you. You know, when people listen to the podcast and stuff, like, you, you know, that other podcast I do with uh, my buddy Peyton, uh, oh, the Peyton. church planner. And we've been doing that one for literally like going on seven years. And I honestly can't tell you the last time I've seen him. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone just assumes, oh, you hang out together. You see him all the time. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even literally remember the last time I physically seen him with my eyes. Wow. A year, year and a half. I, well, I, I, I remember one of the podcasts you did. You you did it in a restaurant. We've done them, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we did one at Disneyland. I remember that. I took the Zoom with me, and we're like walking around Disneyland, and we're recording it. So it was it was kind of cool. But uh, I don't yeah. know if this is going to work real well. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it says my internet connection is unstable. Well, I said mine was too. Maybe it's the weather. You know what it is? Is usually I have my Wi-Fi off, and so I get a good solid wired connection, and I forgot to turn it off. So it's probably oh. using the Wi-Fi. Well, so but, get uh, some blips. We'll just ask for a refund. We'll give you your money back. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, no questions asked. Fact, fact, two hundred percent. I was going to say that. You know, so that'll that'll work. So, um. I think this week we've got a great topic. We we have a great topic that you don't even what know what it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal, guys. I was at this uh, this mastermind group. Now, Dave and I are both huge believers in mastermind groups. Uh, both Dave and I have been in masterminds. Both Dave and I um, run masterminds. In fact, we're getting ready to run one. Uh, in the next uh, probably 30 to 45 days, specifically in the contracting industry. So if, if you want to take this as our subtle way of selling you into joining our mastermind group, then please take it that way and join our mastermind group. Uh, but this is actually, uh, this is one that I'm a part of, and it's, it's not an inexpensive group by any means. It costs $25,000 a year to be in this group. And you might even wonder, you know, why would someone spend that much money to be in anything? And the reality is it's because it makes me money, right? And I mean, that, that's kind of how we all look at everything in business is uh, it might cost X, but it is my return 
X2, X3, X4, right. X10? Yeah. What is so it? So you're not spending money, you're investing money. I'm investing it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I can honestly look back over my life and whenever I've had a quantum leap in my business, it's been when I have invested in my business and invested right. in me. And and I find it really, really ironic because I hated school growing up. Hated high school, hated college, was not my thing at all. And I look at myself today and I easily outspend what college cost me for, oh, you know, absolutely pound for pound, a lot less, meaning, yeah. you know, college is a whole semester and, and, you know, I might go to a, like, like this mastermind group, we meet three times a year uh, for two days. And, you know, I invested $25,000 in that. It's, it's worth it. So anyway, that's, that's just to kind of give you the setup here uh, for this, this lesson that I want to, to get across. And so one of the guys who was sharing, he shared this concept and it, it totally made sense to me when he said it. He was like, I, I want you to imagine, sorry, my, my Siri thinks right now I'm talking to her. Is I want you to imagine, um, or, or he even, he had a big pad of paper and so he drew it and he goes, everyone draw this, draw a circle. And then around that circle, draw another bigger circle. So think of an egg, if you will, a, you know, yolk in the middle and the white yeah. around it, just so you can understand the concept. And he said that, that center circle, that's your non-negotiables. Now, I want everyone to kind of think about this. What are the non-negotiables in your life? What are the things that no matter what, you're like, this is a non-negotiable for me. This is, this is going to happen no matter what. So one of the ways that he explained it, and this you know, resonates with me because of where I'm at in my life, the stage I'm at in my life. I've got young kids. I've got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And so he shared, he goes, okay, one of my non-negotiables is I am going to go pick up my kids when school's out at three o'clock. Sure. And he goes, that's a non-negotiable for me. I don't care what's happening. I don't care who stops me in the hall. I don't care anything that's going on. I am going to leave, get in my vehicle, drive and pick up my kids because that's a non-negotiable for me. And he goes, you know, you've heard over the last couple of days at this, this meeting I was at, he goes, you've heard all these great ideas. And think about it in this context, how many of you have been listening to this podcast for, you know, Dave, you've done over 300 episodes and I've joined you since, I don't know, like 2000 or I'm sorry, uh, uh, 290 or some, somewhere yeah. in that range. How many good ideas have you gotten from Dave? How many good ideas have you gotten from me? And you go, hey, that's a really great idea. I'm going to implement that in my business. And yet you don't implement it. And why don't you implement it in your business? And the reason is, is because it's not a non-negotiable. It hasn't taken that stance yet. It's still a great idea. It's still a good concept, but it hasn't reached that point where you're like, okay, no matter what, this is what I'm doing. This is a non-negotiable for me. I am going to implement, you know, Pete's secret sauce for generating business or whatever we called that one episode. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't done the, the nine word email. I haven't done the, the nine word text. I haven't done this live voicemail. Why? Why haven't you done it? Because you haven't turned it into a non-negotiable. So one of the first things that I would challenge everyone to do is think about your life right now. 
what are the non-negotiables that you have in your life? Because everyone's got them. There are some things in our life that are just non-negotiables. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick up my wife from the airport. It's a non-negotiable. I'm going to, you know, pick up my kids after school. That's a non-negotiable. I'm going to, you know, what is it? What are those non-negotiables? And then write down what are the things that you wish were non-negotiables. You want to make them non-negotiables. But, I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, they're not non-negotiables yet. Right. I but think- you got to have something to look forward to. We got to identify them, right? We got to, you know, put those things down. And so, like, I started making, um, you know, my list of things while this guy was talking. And even though it wasn't the exercise that he wanted us to go through, I was like, this is a great exercise. I'm going to write this stuff down. You know, what are, what are my, my non-negotiables? So, uh, Dave, you and I have talked about this before on the podcast. Um, but my uh, personal relationship with God. Right? That's a non-negotiable in my life. There are certain things that are like, okay, no matter what, this is a priority for me. This is a non-negotiable. Um, my family, that's a non-negotiable. Uh, that I'm going to be there for my kids, that I'm going to you know, do everything I can to be there for their birthday, uh, to show up. We try and do at least one meal together as a family. You know, There are certain things that are non-negotiables. Um, your income. Have you made your income a non-negotiable, right? <laughs> I've made my work a non-negotiable. I'm only working Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Yeah, right? Because you wanted to have more time off. Yeah. And, and so for you, the non-negotiable was more time working to do the on things, these other days. Yeah, it's more important to do the things that I, that I feel are more important to me right now. Right, Exactly. And that's, that's the whole idea of identifying, you know, the, the non-negoti- non-negotiables. And, of course, you know, it begs the question, um, how do you make the things that right now, you know, they're negotiable things. You know, your income it could sure. be a negotiable thing, right? You, you may not have, have said, hey, you know what, no matter what, I am putting a half million dollars in my pocket, take home. Uh, this year. I mean, maybe that that's a, a, a negotiable for you. You know, I'd like to do that, but you haven't made it non-negotiable. Maybe it's higher than that. Maybe it's seven figures. Maybe it's less than that. Maybe you're like, hey, I just want to put a hundred thousand take home after expenses into my pocket. I don't, I don't care what the number is. Right. Just make it real. Make it real and yeah. then make it a non-negotiable. And how do you do that? You simply just decide, right? Like that's the whole thing is you just have to decide, okay, this is a non-negotiable for me. This is one of those things in my life. It's a non-negotiable, and I'm going to live my life that way. Does that make sense what I'm saying, Dave? Oh, yeah. And I think one of the things that, that we can take a look at, too, is a non-negotiable is I know there's a lot of guys out there that want to work on their business but not in their business. Right. And they actually haven't figured out how to do that. But if you take and make that time, say, okay, I'm going to spend – two hours a week, non-negotiable to work on my business and whatever that may be, maybe calling on people or making phone calls or doing whatever the case may be. But now to make that a non-negotiable, you have to put a dollar value to that. So if I, if I, if someone at, at says that oh, I'm not coming to work today, you don't jump in and say, well, I'm going to take care of what they needed to do. 
because I've already set, let's just say that it, for my two hours, I could bring in $1,000 an hour. Right. What am I going to do if someone calls in sick and I go and do their job? I've cheated myself out of $2,000. I've cheated right. my company out of $2,000. So therefore that means that part needs to be a non-negotiable. Right. But we don't, we, we get out of that mindset of what's important as opposed to what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's an important thing that we have to uh, realize um, and we have to make that, that mental commitment, that, that mental judo, if you will, and just be yeah. like, look, I, I got to decide, all right, this is one of those things. It's no longer, you know, left up to the wind. Cause I think that's where a lot of us, Dave, make our mistake is we just kind of are like, well, this is important stuff, but it's not important enough for us to say, this is a non-negotiable in my life. And what does that mean? That means I'm going to do whatever it takes. Just like in my scenario, picking up my kid yeah. after school. I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever I got to leave early, whatever, whoever I got to inconvenience, whatever, because I'm picking my kid up at the end of school, period. It's non-negotiable for me. And we need to have that same mindset when it comes to our business, when it comes to our income, when it comes to whatever it is that we're focusing on and just be like, look, okay, uh, let's talk about the customer experience, right? Getting referrals from your customers. I was doing a training yesterday uh, with another one of my clients. We train real estate uh, agents and she specifically trains um, real estate assistants. Like that's her, her specialty. Uh, so we were talking about this and one of the things that, that she has, and it's, it's part of what she trains the assistants on is how to get referrals. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, okay, so that has become a non-negotiable for her as a real estate professional and for all of her assistants. They are all trained on when to ask for referrals and it's, it's even on the checklist, right? Is there like going through well, the, yeah the, the, you know, closing docs and all these different things. And I guess she was even saying, you know, they, they turn it into like a fun thing. Well, okay. You know, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, you know, it's that time of the phone call again. Uh, do you know anyone right now who's thinking about uh, moving or buying a home that uh, we need to reach out to that we can help them with? I mean, it's like, it's such a non-negotiable that they even turn it into a fun thing. So now the client is expecting it. Sure from the real estate uh, assistant. And think about that in your own business, Mr. Contractor, Mrs. Contractor. Has that become a non-negotiable? Has everyone in your office been told, hey, every time we're on the phone, we're asking for referrals? Hey, you know, we've had a, a pleasure remodeling your bathroom. Do you know of anyone else? who's thinking about having their bathroom remodeled or, you know, of anyone else who's thinking about having their roof redone or know of anyone else who's thinking about, you know, whatever it is that you do, carpet clean, uh, whatever it is, uh, the area of contracting yeah, you focus absolutely. on, has that become a non-negotiable in your business? Every time we talk, we ask for a referral. Like literally that one little thing, that one little idea can have a huge impact on someone's business. 
And, and, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, a lot of times I think as single business owners, you get, you get busy, you want to get done, you want to get out of there. You don't ask for referrals because you just don't think of it because it's not in your mindset. Right. But if you have a crew, if you have guys that are doing stuff, pay them to get a stinking referral. Right. Reward them. And isn't it interesting how often they say, oh, well, no one ever has any referrals. I'll give you 25 bucks for every referral you get. Oh, now all of a sudden they got three to five referrals. Yeah. Yeah. The guy he used to, all of his guys, he used to do commercial stuff. Anytime they run into somebody, they grab their card, you know, business owner. So they grab a card because they knew if the boss did business with them, it was worth 50 bucks to them. Right. Yeah. So it's just, Training people how to do business so that everybody wins. Right. Is yeah. What it's about. And making certain things non-negotiables, using that term. Yeah. And, and putting it term. down. You know, think about it like this. Like how many, um, how many businesses have, you know, their checklist? Okay, when you're done uh, cleaning the roof, you're done with the carpet cleaning, whatever, right? You got to yeah. have them sign something saying, okay, the job is complete. The job is finished is part of this, this, the ending sequence asking for referrals, right? And putting it right there on the form. And I mean, yeah. like little things like that, but just making sure that they are done because they are non-negotiable in your business, like your business success, your income, how you provide for your family, all of these things depend on you making certain things in your life non-negotiable, that that is just the way you're going to run your business. Like, are you going to answer that phone and say, hey, oh, I my, need a referral. Who do you oh, know? It's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd turn that off. <laughs> well, then you know your wife has got referrals. Oh, no, so here's, here's I, my, well, you're talking, I'm thinking about the referrals thing, and I'm going, okay, you got your people, they're asking referrals, they're asking referrals now. This is, would be awesome because most people don't send thank you cards. I don't yeah. care here. Most people don't. So here's my thought is now I send thank you cards. I send brownies. I send all kinds of stuff, but I, you know, send a thank you card with a brownie. Say, Hey, who do you know? Like us, like to do business with us and get brownies too. Right. And it becomes an automated part in your business. And so you don't think about it. Like that's, I think that's what we're trying to get at here is making it so we don't have to think about certain things. It's just what we do. It's how we do things. Um, your customer experience is what you're hitting on right there, Dave, with, yeah. uh, you know, the thank you card, like, you know, at this, this event I was at, they gave everyone a, um, you know, a card with an envelope that's already stamped. And that was so we could literally just write a note in there and send it out. And of course, the guy who was giving that to everyone who went to this thing, and there was like 350 people. So do that math, guys, right? 350 people paying 25 grand a year. Wait, wait. I know. It's good numbers. Um, but, you know, this was a, a vendor and he was like, hey. Uh, Nine million. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and here's Even the cool part. Even if you part. pay for everybody's dinner. Well, they bought everyone breakfast, lunch, dinner, yeah, no, I snacks. Know. I'm just kidding. And it, it, but here's the thing. Everyone in that room is a baller. Like, you're paying $25,000 a year, not just for who's in the room, but for who's not in the room. 
right? You do not have the low level, oh, you know, uh, $200 is too much money for me. I can't be a part of your mastermind group. You know, whatever. You're, that guy's yeah. not in this yeah. room. No. So these are, these are literally the, the people who you want to be in the room with. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of being in these kind of, uh, and, of groups. Yeah, and most of them are, are where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I would honestly say that uh, like the real benefit to me in mastermind groups is everybody is at a different level in some part in their business. Sure. Some people are great at hiring. Like they got that thing down. They know how to run a team. They know how to have, you know, the, the staff do what they want them to do. And they're excellent at that, but they're horrible at, let's say, you know, uh, making the phone ring. The, the, the marketing part is, but there's always someone else who's like, hey, look, I'm really good at that part. What I'm not good at is the team. And I'm not good at, you know, training someone and hire, you know, how do you do that? And so you got people at different levels in different parts of their business and they're able to each pour into each other. Hey, you know, I got this thing down and you got that thing down, you know, share with me your your insight, and I'll share with you my insight. And that's really how a great mastermind helps is people are at different levels in different parts of their business. It's not all the same. It's not like, hey, you know what? I got a seven-figure business, and so I got, you know, everything down. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my very first meeting at this group, I gave what they call a 10-minute talk, and we shared this um, actually on the podcast. And when you deliver this talk, each each talk is supposed to help people generate $250,000 in business. And so that's why they call it a 10-minute talk because they basically want each minute to be worth $25,000. Gotcha. So it has to be an idea that has helped you generate $250,000 in your own business. And it's not it's, easy to do a 10-minute talk either. No, because you have to really get good at yeah. whittling it down to the bare essentials. You know, what do you need to know? in order to make, you know, this idea pop in order to make it happen. And so that's what I shared with everyone is I shared the, yeah. the Pete's secret sauce strategy that we ended up doing here as a, a, as a podcast. And I still have people coming up to me. In fact, I don't know, it's somewhere here on my desk. They did this uh, little booklet of 10 minute talks and mine was like number three in there. And they oh, basically wow. outlined the whole thing was like, you know, here's, here are the points that Pete gave us implement this. And, um, and that's, and it's I mean, so simple. I mean, yeah. I mean, really simple. You can't get simpler than that. You just have to actually make it a non-negotiable and pull yeah. the trigger and do it. Right. <laughs> like that's what it comes down to. Any, anyone who listens to this podcast and says that they're not good at business or that they don't have enough business I honestly would just look at you and be like, I think oh. you go, you know, drive your car into the river right now because uh, get a job. I, because we're telling you what to do. You just haven't made that decision. I'm going to do this. Right. I'm going to actually implement this one little idea right here because it's not that difficult. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because um, years ago, back to 2005, 2006, we used to buy and sell a lot of real estate. So we'd go you know, to seminars and stuff. And back then the seminars weren't free. They're free now because they try to upsell you and everything. But back then it was like 15, 1800 bucks plus the train, train or the plane fare to get there. And you'd go there for one nugget, just one nugget on how to make another 10, 15, 20, 30 grand on buying and selling a house. And, 
and I'd sit there and during that time between 2005, 2008, we had bought like 55 houses. So we'd go to the, and go, go to these seminars and we were rock stars because everyone else is sitting there. I was sat next to one lady one day and she goes, I spent uh, $26,000 going to these seminars and coaching. And I said, how many houses? Well, I haven't bought a house yet. Yeah. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So it's the fear. I think it's the fear of failure, but you can't become successful until you fail. Yeah. It, it, I think you, you hit on a couple of things there. It, it's the fear of failure. It's always too, I think when you live in the world of possibilities, it's very safe, Right. Because you can, you can convince yourself, hey, I can make millions in real estate once I do it, but I'm just not ready yet to pull the trigger, right? And you can come up with any excuse you want. Oh, I don't know enough. I don't this, that, or the next thing, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's the guy like you who pulls the trigger, right? You said you did 55 homes in like three years or whatever, that's the guy that's going to actually, the, the knowledge moves from being theoretical to, oh, act, yeah. to, to actual, like, you know it. And I can honestly say, I look back at my own life, um, back in my financial planning days in 2006, I went to this guy's program. It was the most money I'd ever spent on a program before. It was $6,000. And then in, it was in Salt Lake City. So it cost me another 2000 between flight, hotel, food, rental car, you know, the week, all that stuff. So the whole thing, I remember thinking to myself, okay, it cost me eight grand to go there. So I went there. And really the reason why I went there is because I wanted the guy's system for how we got in front of clients. Because I understood yeah. the concept of what he was doing because I'd been a financial planner for years. It wasn't that different from stuff that I'd already done. I wanted his system. So that was why I went. That was why I spent the money. So I spend the money. I get the whole thing. I kid you not, it takes me at least another year, maybe a year and a half before I pull the trigger and run the ads in the paper. I mean, literally this is, I mean, this is 2006, right? So people still yeah. ran ads in the paper before I would run the ads in the paper, which ended up making me over the next couple of years, I would say at least a million dollars in commissions. And I kicked myself yeah, because I let a year, year and a half, whatever it was, go by right. without doing anything. Because, like, I spent the eight grand, right? right? I had the information, but I just didn't implement because I could live in this world of possibility. Oh, well, you know, yeah. if I do this. You didn't have a non-negotiable. It was not a non-negotiable <laughs> at all. And I ended up paying the price, right? I yeah. mean, I lost out on at least a million dollars. That's why, too, I look back. Um, and, and you'll probably agree with this. You can look back over your life and see the bigger mistakes that you've made and where you've lost more money. And it's usually when we didn't implement on ideas that we already knew how to, to do. We just didn't pull the trigger. We didn't do it for whatever reason. Yeah, I get, uh, it's kind of funny. My, my wife is not a fast implementer. I have to literally... <clears throat> plant seeds for six months to a year mm. with her. But me, dude, I'm get it done and over with. I would rather fail fast and learn than just wait. Right. 
you know, that's just been my philosophy. My daughter's like that too. So I, I can, she's like that. Just, let's just get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Fail fast. And that's always my motto. Fail fast and learn. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You'll make far more money by failing fast than spending money on another course. Because the reality is like, if you take the stuff that, that you and I, Dave talk about, like if someone who's listening or watching this right now, if they take what we talk about and implement it, odds are they're going to make some pretty good money. I mean, they just got to go do it. I mean, that's all it is. Just go do it. Literally take what we're telling you to do and go do it. You'll probably make some money. Worst case scenario, make some money. Eh. Worst case. Hey, let's leave it at that. Work eh. some money. Hey. Worst case scenario, go make some money. That's the title of the podcast. Right? I think so. <laughs> Worst case scenario, go make some money. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I wanted to share on the, the podcast because I, I got so much value out of that guy's uh, talk of just, you know, make it a non-negotiable in your life. So I literally, I was writing down, you know, you know, income, uh, my events that I'm doing, my Facebook video ads, uh, my health, my exercise, my food. Like I was like writing down, okay, these are the things that I am declaring they are non-negotiables in my life. Right. But when I say declaring, it reminds me of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched The Office, Steve Carell, you know, back when it was on TV, funny, funny guy. Right. And, uh, you know, he's just always saying stuff that's, that's off the wall. And he goes, I didn't say it. I declared it. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's kind of how I envision the non-negotiables. I didn't say it. I declared it right. These are non-negotiables. I declare this is a non-negotiable in my life. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat properly. I'm going to, you know, all these things that I want in my life, you got to make it a non-negotiable. You just make that declaration. This is a non-negotiable in my life, and it's how I'm going to live going yeah. forward. And that's cool because you, you need to do it. I think start with your family because I think they're, they're the ones that get uh, negotiated too much. Yeah. Especially with business. You think you need to do this. You need to do that. Matter of fact, I was, matter of fact, it was uh, Garrett Gunderson. Okay. Yeah. The book, and he was talking about how when he first um, he had it. All, he said I had it all wrong. He said I was making over a hundred grand a year, and I was figuring out how to save money here, save money here, and not spend money there, and not spend money there. And then all of a sudden, he goes, "I was a miser." He said it totally screwed my whole life around. But he said, "But it, he said it ruined my marriage." Not that I, you know, my wife, my wife, we're driving down the road one day, and we're. He said, first time we." you know, went on vacation together, my one-year-old son sitting in the back and she goes, you know, you're a great speaker. Ah, and he's going great. Uh, and uh, he says, you really know how to, you know, sell stuff. And he's going great. One other thing he, she says, he's going great. And she goes, but you're an average dad. And he said, it just blew me away. He said, I, I just didn't want to be an average dad. He's let too many things get in the way of of the family. I think that has got to be one of the worst things ever to hear from someone. Like, especially your wife, because who would know better than her? I know. And he said, "I he said I teared up." He says, "I didn't get you know I didn't get defensive because I knew she was right. I knew she yeah. was right." 
Yeah, that was another line from the uh, the meeting. Someone said, uh, the worst experience you could ever have is something along the lines, and I, I wrote it down, I, I, it's in my notes. The worst experience you could ever have is to meet the man you could have been at the end of your life. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, snap. Meet the man you could have been. And the guy's point was, you know, I want to meet that man at the end of my life. And I want to be like, yeah, I recognize you. You're me. But that's not the way I think most of us are living our lives. No. Right? Yeah. We got all this stuff in our life that we're sitting there going, nah, this is negotiable. Nah, this is negotiable. I can move this. You know, the kids, yeah. your spouse. I, I, I would agree with you. You know this. I work with pastors and, uh, and I work with what are called bivocational pastors. These are guys who they have a, a job as a pastor and then they have a, a job that actually pays them. And so they, they <laughs> do this because it's not usually being a pastor, right? That doesn't usually right. pay them. It doesn't no, pay them. I understand that. Yeah, I want I want people who are listening. Sound to good. I understand what you're saying. It just doesn't sound good. Right, right. But yeah. you know, they but they feel like called. Hey, I think God yes. has called me I to understand to run this church. But here's what happens, guys. <clears throat> so they feel like they've got a ministry. Like imagine in their minds, right? Okay, God, the Almighty, has called me to do X over here, but X over here doesn't pay me enough. So I got to do Y over there to make the income that I need so I can do X. And of course, what does that mean? Well, you know, God called me to this. So that's 30 to 40 hours a week minimum on that. And then I got a regular job. That's 30 to 40 hours a week minimum over there. And what do you let cut out of your life? Because right there, that's 60 to 80 hours a week. Well, your family. Yeah. Right. You're like, ah, you know, well, my, my kids know I love them. Eh, And they know I love them. They know. Well, I'm telling you, man, do you really want to be the guy? Do you really want to meet yourself at the end of your life and go, who, who are you? I don't even recognize you. And it's the man you could have been. It's right. the father you could have been. It's the husband you could have been. I, to me, that's I, like one of the scariest uh, yeah. thoughts. No, I had a friend. Uh, he was a grocery store manager and they worked ungodly hours, you know. And he, uh, he uh, went home for his daughter's second birthday and she cried. Because she didn't know who he was. Oh. And he quit the next day. Wow. So it's going back to the non-negotiables. What you think. Make the non-negotiables important. Yeah. Is all really what we're saying. Make them important. Yeah. Because none of us went into business to be controlled by the business. We went into business to create a lifestyle. Yep. For everybody. In the family. Yep. yep. That's it. That's it right there. Well, I think uh, on that nice happy note, <laughs> we're just going to call the uh, podcast right there. So here's what we're going to do, guys. Um, we are going to, uh, Dave and I are going to actually be putting on an event here pretty soon. Uh, be looking for it here in the podcast. We're going to announce it. It's going to be a, uh, a smaller private event. I mean, we're probably going to have, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to commit to anything, but I'm thinking we're going to cap it at like 12 people because I want it to be small and intimate where we can do a deep dive on your business. 
and uh, and help you achieve the kind of results that you want to achieve. So that way you can make certain things non-negotiable in your life. <laughs> for sure. So I want you to be looking out for that because like I said, it's not going to be big. It's not going to be a lot of people who are going to get it. It's just going to be, you know, nice and small. Um, I have put together a, uh, a special report of uh, some of the biggest takeaways that I've recently received at a mastermind group. Um, I, I asked Travis to actually give me a texting number and a, uh, a landing page. I know he's done that. I have no idea what they are. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll make sure that it's in the show notes uh, or, you know, right after the closing remarks. Um, so you guys can, can call in and get that. And I would encourage you to do that right away uh, because I want you to, uh, to get that information. I want you to be able to, to start putting some of these things in your life and making them non-negotiable in your life and making them, you know, um, where you don't end up meeting the man you could have been years from now, but you meet the man you could have been. And you're like, Hey, I recognize you. You're me. And I want you to be like that. I want that to, to be your situation. So and I like I, that guy. Exactly. And that guy's cool. <laughs> yeah. And my kids like that guy. And my wife still recognizes that dude. Right. So, uh, so be listening to the podcast so you can get in on that right away. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure you, you uh, download the reports. That way you get on our email list and I'll make sure that you get invited to that special private event uh, when we do it. So with that, Dave, that's all I got to say. And hopefully this thing recorded because I thought this was a good episode. It was. Awesome. You never know if it records or not. Technology, and we're doing it on Zoom. And we've never done one on Zoom. So, you know, I, know. I hope yeah, it works. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I like it. We should do Zoom on our phones driving down the road. Can you do it and still record it? Yeah, I think so. We'll have to try it. Dude, that'd be so hot. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Crash bang. Turn on those long drives into podcasts, though. I love the idea. It's a great idea. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all later. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church